The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to debate the future direction of the marketing industry. Joining us is Babek Hadiati, who is the founder, CEO, and chairman of TapClicks, which is a leading marketing technology company for agencies, media companies, brands, and enterprises. TapClicks integrated marketing operations platform includes sales enablement, workflow and order management, analytics, and automated reporting, all with a single intuitive user interface available on demand in the cloud. And today, Babak and I are going to discuss whether AI will play a bigger role in the linking of meta-level data. Okay, here's my conversation with Babak Hediati, founder, CEO, and chairman of TapClicks. Babak, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Very excited to have you on the show. Excited to talk about some pretty meaty, big, broad topics, some of the future trends in marketing. Obviously, the world is changing as we speak. We're living through the outbreak of the coronavirus. You know, it's what's up is down. No one's really sure what the landscape is going to look like. One thing that we've seen prior to this outbreak is a rise in artificial intelligence. Some of the biggest companies in the world relying on it and machine learning. It's a very inflated term. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on where we stand in terms of the usability of artificial intelligence, and what role do you see it playing in the future for the MarTech industry? Well, I really would combine the concept of algorithms, machine learning, and artificial intelligence together. When people are speaking about this topic, they're really talking about all of it. And really for the world of MarTech, because there are so many different suppliers, up to six or 7,000 now, there's a lot of room for data management and operations efficiency and fluidity. And the real question is, at the end of the day, how do you bring all the data together efficiently? How do you bring actionable insights in play for people that are running marketing campaigns of different sorts? How do you help them optimize those campaigns? How do you essentially decide where the next dollar is going to be spent knowing the historical data and knowing what worked and didn't work. A lot of the machine learning applied to the data really goes toward that. 
And then there are people that are really looking for consumer intelligence and understanding how to send the right ad to the right person at the right time. So there are two different kind of areas where people are focused on to help. In the case of where we think this is going to contribute is really around that concept of automation, operational efficiency, reducing errors, letting the humans really apply their intelligence to the process by creating that fluidity as well as managing data and bringing insights up through a sea of data. So it seems like data density is a big component of artificial intelligence. We've done a fair amount of talking about artificial intelligence on this podcast, and my understanding is the people that are actually using real machine learning, real artificial intelligence, are the Googles, Twitters, Facebooks of the world, where they have these mass amounts of data, let's throw Amazon in there as well, and they're able to actually get enough data density to really build an algorithm that is predictive. For some of the down market companies, do you see them getting to data densities? Are there going to be service providers that collect enough data to allow them to start to build their own algorithms? Who gets to use artificial intelligence in your eyes down the road? There's no question that the giants definitely have a lot of data that they can leverage and, of course, a whole lot of computing power to apply it to what I would say, very, very broad problems. It doesn't just stop at advertising, frankly. In the case of people that are in marketing, solely focused on multi-channel marketing, the real challenge is not in-channel optimization. That's interesting. But as you said, the Googles of the world, the Facebooks of the world will always eventually outdo anyone trying to solve that problem. You might be able to get a leg up on them because you're very, very focused on a specific problem, but eventually they will learn from all the players in the market and continue to evolve their solutions for their own products. So in-channel optimization, predictive analytics, and everything is probably best left alone to the giants when it's applied to them. For us, it's actually everything else. So for us, it's cross-channel optimization, which is a much more interesting problem to solve. So Again, going back to where can you add value, where can you get data, we get billions and billions of dollars of marketing data globally. We collect local data where you might have a yell for somebody else doing advertising and campaigns at the local level. So all of that data at the metal level is really, really interesting. It's a lot. So we have customers that are in multiple terabytes of data just as they get started with us from a campaign level perspective. What does this bring to the table? It really, and I've always felt this way, it's not about picking one vendor and going with that one vendor. Some of us choose to do that in our lives, but the majority of the world specifically wants to really be able to optimize their spend, their strategies towards specific markets and regions and people. So what really becomes interesting is being able to understand the data at the global level, regional level, local level, understand the different kinds of campaigns that are run for different types of businesses and continue to enhance them to get better and better, more optimized results so there's less and less waste. And that really, it all boils down to reducing the amount of waste and improving the effectiveness of the campaigns and predicting where the money needs to go cross-channel. And that's what Catflix is focused on. We believe that because of our 230 API integrations, our ability to bring in about 5,000 different smart connectors into our platform, creating data warehousing on the fly for our customers, 
being able to add efficiency around order workflow and other things, adding competitive campaign intelligence solutions and doing analytics and reporting, we're in a unique position to solve that problem. And that, to me, is the ultimate problem all marketeers will always want to solve because a lot of what happens in the world is based on events, whether it's political campaign or like you're talking about, the coronavirus itself has changed advertising in a huge way, only within a month or two. So understanding all these changes and where and how you should do your marketing, as a marketer, I can tell you that's always been the challenge. It's never been, can I do better in one channel? That's interesting, but you really want to do it in a comparative way. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Yeah, multi-channel marketing is obviously a very complex, very data-driven problem to solve. One of the things in the title that we have for this episode is that AI will play a bigger role in the linking of meta-level data. What do you mean by the linking of meta-level data? Well, as I was mentioning, it's the idea that you can see billions and billions of dollars of spend happening at different levels of regions and markets and different types of businesses and products. If you pull it all up and start getting insight from a chain of events that needs to take place, how do you get that to that attribution? How do you get to the idea of these series of things will result in better performance, whether you're doing e-commerce or selling stuff physically at the retail level? It all boils down to the proper links. If the link gets broken, if the chain of events, the right types of tools that need to be used throughout the process are not understood, If they're not optimized, you are going to waste efforts, human resources, and dollars in the process. I don't know if that made sense or not, but you can imagine combining social, email, mobile-driven campaigns and alerts, location-based solutions, extended ad networks, retargeting, all that stuff, advertising through social networks or paid channels. 
you really need to start designing an efficient methodology to deliver the message and ultimately get results by linking stuff together. And that's what we're trying to do for our customers. That's the complicated part about marketing today is that you have multiple channels that you're operating with and you're collecting data that is essentially a different source that needs to somehow be mapped together. And if you get to the point of data density, then you can start playing with machine learning and artificial intelligence. For most of us that are down market, really the problem is being able to connect and map the data together. Do you see it becoming easier, more complicated as we move forward to take disparate data sources and be able to merge them together with some sort of a multi-touch marketing attribution system? I mean, the bringing the data together from multiple sources and unification of it has been our charter for the last 10 years. So we are very good at it. We're leading in it. As I mentioned, we have by far the most number of serious integrations from different types of channels that are out there. So that has been solved by TapClix very, very efficiently. And I think, again, I want to point out efficiency is a big part of the game. So just imagine if you're doing different campaigns and different tools, and then you need to log in and out of it for doing analytics or reporting, but also doing cross-channel analytics is very different. So we bring a level of efficiency when we enable you to bring all the data together for different kinds of purposes. And of course, we have push integrations that enable you to put your campaigns through into these different kinds of systems. So there's a level of efficiency that's brought to the table by TapClix, and that problem has been addressed and solved by TapClix for 10 years. It's really the second part of it that becomes really, really interesting, which is how do you start doing really cool things like insights, predictive analytics, storytelling, ROI analytics, goals and pacing type solutions, as well as multi-touch attribution. And that's where our focus has been. We have continued to invest in that. We've continued to make acquisitions to bring both uh, marketing intelligence and competitive intelligence solutions to the market. So as we think about where we stand today in the marketing landscape, but back, it seems like your stance is that the data warehousing, the collection, the aggregation of data is a problem that I'm sure can continue to be iterated on, but for the most part, isn't the primary issue Really, the problem that marketers today should be trying to solve is not collecting their data. There are services out there that can do that, like TapClicks, but more, how are they actually going to analyze and pick out the trends of that data? That's the next level of it. I will tell you that I think for the majority of marketers still, learning which solution in an affordable way and a quick way can bring it all together is something that they need to know that, for example, there are automated ways of doing this like Taplist does with all of its integrations and automated data warehousing creation and hierarchical management of the data. That happens in the Taplist side within minutes or hours for a large instance. But there are companies that are still going out and trying to solve the problem on their own. They make their own integrations sometimes. They hire a company to create a data warehouse. They pay a lot of money. So unfortunately, because they're not aware of companies like TapClix and how we have really, really automated all this, they may go and do it in a very slow, clunky, old-fashioned, and error-prone way and end up spending a lot of money trying to create their own data warehousing solution for marketing. So if they know about TapClix, the problem is solved. If they don't, they might go through all these other paths that are also available to them. But once they get through that, then it's like, okay, who can bring 
what level of insights and analytics and intelligence to the table. And that really is a wide open world. As I mentioned, our initial focus had to do with non-paid intelligence, which means you're looking at SEO or site auditing or bringing information to the customers in a palatable way that they care about. That was our first version of it many years ago. Then it was, okay, let's bring in competitive intelligence in terms of whether paid advertising is going, what's their competition is doing, what do the landing pages look like, how are they ad different from each other, et cetera. And then it goes in toward what we're focused now, which is marketing intelligence, where we're actually trying to make recommendations and optimizations cross-channel. Marketing intelligence, the future of the MarTech industry. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Babek Hadiati, founder, CEO, and chairman of TapClicks for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we're going to publish tomorrow, Babek and I are going to talk about future consolidation in the marketing industry. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Babek, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Babek Hedayati, B-A-B-A-K-H-E-D-A-Y-A-T-I. Or you could visit his company's website, which is tapclicks, with an S, dot com. Just one more link in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you could reach out to me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to part two of our conversation with Babek Hadiati, founder, CEO, and chairman at TapClicks, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.